This is Laung Ayuan, and you're listening to an episode of Professionalizing Entrepreneurship. I'm with the co-creators of the Professional Practice in Entrepreneurship, Dr. Ainuro Rosli, Brunel University London, Reader in Entrepreneurship and Enterprise, Dr. Jane Chang, founder of Gritsy Social Enterprise London. In this episode, we are going to talk about managing chaos through co-creation. Co-creation is definitely chaotic. We're talking about many, many hits coming together and wanting to go in one direction. I think that in itself is a tall order. So how do we do this, Dr. Ainurol? So we need to understand that co-creation is about active participation. So when you have an active participation um, with shared purpose to create value, they're bound to be chaos. So we always tell our students, trust the process. We always tell them as well that you need to understand how to manage the chaos. And, and this is something that managing the chaos, this is something that they have to go through rather than they, they, they prepare themselves going through it. So, you know, it's about unlearning. It is about putting yourself into the team and into the situation to allow yourself to experiment, experience the, um, the, the environment together with your team. So when we say co-creation, what do we actually mean? Can it be quantified? Can I say that, oh, if it's two-person co-creation, it means 50% from me, 50% from you. If it's four-person, I'm going to, you know, put in 25%. How, how does that work, really, co-creation? Or do we need to define that into, into the, something that can be quantified? It's quite hard to quantify, but it's about shared goal yeah. and it's about uh, sharing the knowledge, sharing the joy, sharing the ups and downs. But of course, at the end of the day, how they want is self, very much self-organizing. Mm -hmm. It depends on the availability of resources needed at that time. So they themselves negotiate among the teams when they work. If I have more resources on this, pro probably I will get the name for this, the, the credit. And it depends. So it's very much a self-organizing when they co-create. So which comes first, the goal or the skills or the skill set or the strength? It's it, all in sync. It, it's Through sync. the dialogue section, it's all in sync. And then they realize, yes. Maybe I give an example of what yes, actually please. happened. I remember when we have our first semesters, our master students. Oh, I want, and I will, in the first lecture, I said, okay, just tell me what skills you have. So they'll put all on the board the skills. I'm good at this, I'm good at that, my experience. So we call it the bird in hand principles. Tell me what you have, okay? And then, okay, what do you want to achieve as a team? Okay? So I said, okay, I want to achieve 1,000 pounds for this social enterprise that we have chosen. So, okay, that's really great. Okay, the next thing is, okay, I need you to learn more about disruptive innovation to use. Don't just come out with an event, okay, and generate money because you're master students. You need to go through the process called develop, generate the income through crowdfunding process. They were completely silenced. Silenced. <laughs> so, so the scared. second week, I mean, the first week, they were so nice to each other. We love you. You are very nice. Kind of the, the second week was the chaos come in. One of them doesn't say, Jane, I am so confused. I say, why are you confused? I'm confused because I want this, and Zelma want this, and uh, Kaya want this. How can we make it together? Welcome to the world of chaos in your own organization. So learn to leverage. What do you want? What do you want to achieve? So they have to learn to work and dialogue among each other. It's a long process. 
Well, in a work environment, it's a, there's a very clear line of hierarchy, right? The, at a very minimum, you know who's paying your salary at the end of the month. So you kind of like, at the end of the day, there is a huge chance. In fact, you're likely to say, yeah, I'm going to do this because I'm asked to do this. But in a co-creation model, that doesn't come in. Everyone has the same the standing same mm-hmm. and everyone is able to contribute and is um, using their own strength um, to... as. So I guess there must be some rules at the very beginning. What are the rules? So they set, they organize themselves, they set the rules set in order rules. to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. We don't give instruction. They seek for instruction. So when we, we talk to them, we always have uh, 10 rules. And rule number one is actually, um, what do you... Well, take what initiative. Do we say? Take initiative. Um, search for instructions. So we don't actually take, uh, give them instructions. So they have to define and decide themselves. Because by the end of the day, it is a collective effort that we want them to understand. In order for you to co-create, you need to collectively working Work together. together. So everyone needs to put in, needs to contribute. What if we have one participant that's, you know, adopting a, a wait-and-see attitude? Oh, we have... That's the way they, they, they will... They, there is bound to be a rider. And that rider will be penalised by the group. So therefore, it's self-organising. We don't penalise them. So how will they penalise each other? One an example that they do is, you know, they need to understand that the moment is a collective effort. They are, the first semester, I, I give a two different examples. The first semester, because they, they don't really understand um, the team, the teamness, you know, the, the collective effort in order for them to grow together, they penalize by just leaving them away. You know, they just even don't care. You know, you know what? This is our team. If you are not together with us, you are at loss. You know, you, it's your own decision. But the second semester, they realize that in order for them to grow together, they need to make sure that they run at the same pace with the slowest in the group. So what they did was that they, they encouraged each other. What happened? Why didn't you actually contribute? Is there anything that we can do to make it work for you? Is there anything that we can help you with to make them feel that they are welcome in the group? And this is something, a skill set that they learn to empathize on other people. And they started to make a decision not about themselves, but what is the benefit for the group, but taking into consideration their own interests. And that makes a difference because when you make a decision, um, you know, considering your own interests, but taking, uh, what do you take? Taking on consideration other people's uh, other people's concern, but also not to forget your own interest. The decision actually being made is much more beneficial, much more um, dear to the heart with everybody. And this is where you started to run at the same pace. So when you say search for instructions, and if they can't seem to be able to define it, who do they go to? How how can they enlighten themselves or enlighten the group? Uh, uh, to try different methodology if they don't even begin to think that way? The fact that if they are really out of like, we can't do anymore, they will look for us. Yeah, so that's why we have the coaches yes. to guide them so that they can reach the destination they want to achieve. But again, we do not provide the solution. We ask questions. We ask questions to tell them so that they become the solution to the problem that they face, the challenges that they face. I'm quite sure it's not necessarily natural for them to... Uh, uh, to look at the weakest member and to run as slow as the weakest member to lift the weakest member up. It is not perhaps the next um, rational step in, 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 in a group work, right? No. Chances are they will um, cite the ones who are stronger mm-hmm. and go with the stronger person's character 
and a stronger person's um, um, vision and go with that instead of looking at the weakness. I think we have a, here we use a methodology. Every week, they have what you call the action plan. So they will start to reflect who will play what role, what task, and they will match again to the skills, the skills that they have within the member. So, for example, if you are very good with uh, videos, so you'll be preparing the video for the crowdfunding. If you are very good with PR, you'll do the PR social medias. So they divide the tasks. And also, they have in the action plan, the weekly action plan, they will have tasks to be done at what date to be achieved. So it is a very set task goal-oriented. Right. Yeah, and every week, there's what you call reflective. They reflect as a team whether whether they are working, how they are progressing. If one member is not progressing, it's written in the wiki. Everybody knows. All right. And yeah. it went, I mean, this is also the same concept as many of the other applications that are about teamwork, right? Yes. Like Trello and etc. Yeah. Yeah. So, but sometimes I still don't have to care. So how do you make people care? Say, for example, I'm supposed to do the video for this fundraising and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I and I realized I could get away with it because nobody wanted to do the difficult task of yes. confrontation of telling That's me correct. or of having this conversation with me that finally leads to the, you know, to, to, the, to the methodology of I empathize with your, mm-hmm. with your situation. I Most think, of the time, people don't talk about it. Yeah, I think the, that one is about understanding the consequences. And then this is something that we, did, we allow them to, to, to go through. The, the consequences of not doing that, of not, of, of not confronting um, other people about not doing their tasks. And, you know, then they realise that we don't, you know, it's your team, you have to decide. And then the second project, they started to put out outline, you know, and rules and regulation and how do you actually penalise those who are not part of the doing the, the, the job that they are supposed to do. And having this understanding about whatever their action leads to consequences matters a lot because, you know, in any business that they wanted to do, we want to teach them that there will be a consequences. If you hold a different values, you know, you, you are fo- so focused on the m- monetary element and forget that, you know, there will be a consequences to the environment, for example, or to the society, for example. They then need to make sure that any decision that they make has a consequences one way or another. And they, in the first semester, they have to go through the It is the pain. very difficult. It the was pain difficult. was so... Real. <laughs> Real to them. And there was one student said, you know what? I was so nice. I was so nice because I allowed the person to cause to override me. So therefore, the person just get by, not doing it. I said, because you allow it to happen. So therefore, the individual in your team is able to get the marks like yeah, you yeah. because yeah. you allow it to happen. It's your team. I can't be telling you what to do, but I made you aware. It's up to you. So you are responsible for your own action. action. If your team, all the members, five of them allow it to happen for the six person to be lazy, and then they will share, he will share the same marks as you. So you need to take action. If you think that this is not fair, it is you who take action, not us. But confrontation is another skill. It is another skill. It's about negotiating. Negotiating. It's about um, learn to how man how to manage the chaos because they don't understand that it is actually the first step to creative process. Because unless unless they actually open up among themselves that you know I do I don't appreciate this behavior and I think for us to move forward to grow together this behavior need cannot be tolerated as a team. So you know voicing out is one way for us to to teach them that it is okay to feel that. Way. Way, you know, and need, it needs to be voiced out. 
So it is about the theory of reflexivity. So they have to be thinking, it is my decision, my action that influence other people to behave that way. Mm -hmm. So it's about, again, the gratefulness. What actually happened to me is because of my action that enabled the person to take opportunity of mm. what happened. So it's about my action actually is the result of the outcome of the other person. So each and one of them actually trained to become a leader by working together and co-create together as a team. So in a way, we, we, they, at the end of the day, they realise to become a leader, you do not have to have a job title as leader. They then understand that leader comes from behind. You, know, they can, you can actually lead from behind by influencing others to, to, you know, to achieve your aim. Right, and this is a skill set by itself, you know, to really understand that I do not need to be a leader, in, you know, as a, having a job title as leader to lead the team. So, do you do this debrief if they successfully um, completed a milestone, for example, and you watch how they were doing this? Do you do this debrief so that they can further understand yep. the goodness or, or, or the amazing stuff that they didn't realize they were doing, and they didn't realize that have changed? So this is our learning method. Every week when we come in, okay, let's see. What's happening this week? Tell me how do you feel? Yeah. Any successes? Any failures? Why? Make them think. Is this a very intimate session or it's, a, uh, or, or it's as big as possible with many people? It's how, a how very you... open session. It can be up to 50 students because they are all work in teams. They all in, they have their individual projects, so we can have max, I think 50 students, that is the magic numbers. Mm -hmm. So they're in teams and they'll be sharing about their successes and their failures. And they are very open. So there is no what it called being masked. I was saying the first week they was like, oh, okay, we're all very fine. But the, by, when we come to the, the week five, week six, some will be in tears, you know, mm -hmm. sharing their pain. Say, oh, don't worry, we'll help you. I, I still remember there was one group. And this, these are groups of girls. They were not so good with videos, you know. Can anybody help me with videos? Any team can help? And there were some other teams will come and help sharing of knowledge mm -hmm. on how to develop a video for the crowdfunding. So it's a open, it's quite intimate. It, because of the intimacy, it helps to build that relationship and that community. Community. Yeah. And helping each other to want to succeed as a big team. It's just like an organization. But how do you manage chaos in your own thinking? So for example, if at the um, in, in a group setting, for example, um, uh, chaotic moments are obviously, you know, the, the rule of the day. But chaotic thinking in your own head, just trying to digest what's happening. What are you telling the students or uh, the entrepreneurs themselves to deal with? How, how are you telling them to deal with the chaos in their own head? We always say, trust the process and, you know, just let go. The moment that you, you be comfortable with uncomfortable, you'll be okay. So these are the two words that we always, there's two statements that we always tell them. Trust the process, be comfortable with uncomfortable. And this is where you lead to change. This it is, is how difficult because... When you become, what do you call it, uh, discomfort, the discomfort that the desire, the wanting to change, then you start thinking, what's my role at that point to enable that change to happen? To happen. It's not about, you know, if, if, do, if they don't let go, they started to control, you know, not, not to have that chaos. But, you know, having the discomfort is how they learn. There we go. 
<laughs> Learning to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and that was this week's episode on managing chaos through co-creation. This is this week's professionalizing entrepreneurship. And this podcast series is a collaboration between EFM of Global Entrepreneurship Movement Association and the PPE, Professional Practice in Entrepreneurship. And for more insightful conversation, you get to join us next week as we talk about a call for inclusive entrepreneurship. But right now, we're going to leave you with a couple of thoughts from Brendan, the founder of Serenity Group, and he's going to talk about how his mindset changed when he had a free rider on his team. Hello, I'm Brandon Bourne. I currently study at the University of Westminster, and I also run my own website and branding design agency based in London um, called Serenity Web Design. And I've been running that for about a year and a half now, so it's been going really good. Um, my mindset has definitely changed through the entrepreneurship course. I came in quite closed-minded. I was very closed, not very open to new ideas and new theories. And that's one of the reasons why I joined the course. I wanted to stimulate more creativity. And I, I was quite a creative lull. So I was very closed-minded and didn't really see that there would be progress in the future at that time. However, especially um, after first year and through the second year, my mind has definitely shifted more to being open and having more of the growth mindset where I can definitely see the progress and see the vision of where our team is going. So, yeah, I definitely think my mindset has changed. Um, and do we have a free rider problem? I do think so. And from my travels around um, the UK, especially, there's a lot of issues in all the teams um, my best advice and the thing that we've done to try and avoid that is just to carry on. There's a lot of people in the team that are very committed, including myself and my teammates, um, and there's only a few free riders. So my theory is that if we keep going on and we keep pushing and showing results and gaining success, um, I think that will motivate the free riders to stop being free riders and come and join the cause. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's very trial and error and depends who they are and what they want to do. But I think as long as you are hitting your personal successes, um, I think that's the main, the main thing that you want to try and do. And that will counteract the free rider problem. But no, we do have a free rider problem. And I think that's the best way for us to solve it. Um, and yeah, my mindset's definitely changed since coming on the course.